Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. OMTG Taps. Uh, we've got a really special episode for you this week. Steven and I went to Grand Prix Vegas, and we recorded this episode Top 8 Magic style, just kind of on the street, walking around. Uh, we met up with Joey for breakfast. We got him on the show a little bit, talking about his experience as the wizard staff photographer. And uh, coolest thing that happened all weekend was I finished 43rd out of a literal billion people so that was cool uh three points shy of uh, making the pro tour which is a little disappointing but what can you do uh great weekend overall though and uh, apologies for any audio problems that might exist in the episode uh, because we were on the street it was a windy day uh, picked up a bit of that wind but i think it sounds fine and i think that this episode encapsulates uh, what our weekend was like. So uh, give it a listen, and uh, we're taking the rest of June off, so don't expect any new content from us until the first week of July, but until then, enjoy the show. Uh, Grampy Vegas was this weekend. Um, I lost the over-under uh, because they actually announced something like 7,600. Yeah. A lot of no-shows, apparently. Well, you had to play one complete round, I think. Oh, is that it? Yeah. If oh. you dropped, you didn't count. That's embarrassing. Yep. I hate the fact that so many people dropped from that event. Well, the um, best part was that they, like, for a lot of the pools, you didn't even pass. You, you kept the one that you registered. Yeah. Oh, did they do that with some of them? Or? Yeah. Like, I talked to someone where that actually happened, so... I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> yeah, I kind of hope that they did that to troll the people who dropped from the event. Yeah, because they could have just played. Could have just played. I mean, what's the value of of a tarm of a foil tarmogoyf? It's not three hundred dollars, right? It's like two hundred something. Yeah. Well, so then I still made out better than if I would have opened a foil tarmogoyf. So, I should probably ask uh, Pascal Minardi. He might he might be able to tell you what a, a foil time reward. Well, at that point, he was already like at least at a grand. So true. So he didn't care at that point. Um, maybe that card. Maybe drafting something for his deck instead of that card might have got him the points he needed to make. Uh, what was the world championship? Yeah. So you get a, there's an invite for the person with the most uh, GP pro points. Oh, okay. Um, and he's one point away now. Oh my god! Uh, so he top forward, but if he had gotten to the finals or won, I think it would have uh, he would be in the lead That's... and have uh, an invite to worlds currently. God, that is just awful. <laughs> so um, you got your pass, right? Yep. Cool. So uh, yeah, so I just just to 
cut to the chase, I finished in 43rd place. Nice. With a 12 and 3 record overall, uh, 7 and 2 day one, and I just crushed day two, kind of like. Yeah. I wish I could have got that extra win. I was, I was yeah, get the pro tour three invite. points away from a pro tour invite, which is a disappointment in and of itself. But that's again, we're magic players. We get our first pro points, and we make 300 bucks, and we go, oh, I wish I would have done this. Why didn't I do this? Like we're never happy, right? So uh, day one was crazy for me. Uh, oh, one of the things I want to say before I even uh, talk about it is that if you're playing in one of these Grand Prix and it's limited, do, do the sleeping special, even if, especially a set like Modern Masters, spend the extra money, do the sleeping special, even if you don't have buys, because they register the pool for you, and you don't have to sit, you get to sit in a group of people who aren't going, oh, bro, bro, in the bro. Should I drop? How much is this worth? How much oh, is yeah. that worth? How much is this worth? How much is that? And that's all like they're talking about. It does me so nuts listening to people. You have your sideboard guide on you? No. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, here was the here's what happened. Oh, this I was playing. I, I, okay, so the good thing was being handed your uh, your pool. And that's the pool you get to play with. So there's no... You don't even have to think about... I don't ever think about the passing or not passing or dropping. I don't ever think about that. I'll pass anything in an event that I'm at to do well. Yesterday at one of those trials, mm-hmm. if I'd opened a foil goif, probably would have dropped. Yeah. Probably would have dropped and joined another trial. But, um, you know, yeah, that, that I understand. But like, the trials were a good deal. The trials were a good deal. Um... It's just, like the sealed trials were like seventy five bucks. Seventy. Seventy bucks? No, they were seventy five. Oh, no, seventy. I don't know. Maybe you played something different. But uh, I, the one I played in was seventy five bucks, and uh, you had the Vendillion Click Playmat, which you could then turn around and flip at the time for like twenty bucks. Yeah. By the time we got to Sunday, they were ten bucks. Oh. They man. marked it down. Um, but uh, fortunately, uh, Jonathan uh, Norbert eighty eight. On the Twitters, rocking the Penn State like he always do, he uh, he bought my Vendillion Click Play Mat off me for twenty, so I was happy. Um, it was great seeing him. We got to have dinner with him uh, Saturday night, which was nice. Um, although unfortunate for him in his situation, he wound up getting DQ'd in a kind of convoluted situation that doesn't really doesn't sound like much of anything. Yeah, you know, but it just sounds like. Whatever happened, the judges weren't happy. Whatever, it sucks for him though. It's just, it's just a, it's a shame. Uh, especially in the last round of an event, you know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the the bad thing about having that seal pool handed to you is that you're sitting there in a group of people for like an hour waiting for them to give you instructions. You're all chatting or whatever. Mm. And then they go, okay, open the pool. you got 30 minutes. And then, like, because you've been there for, like, an hour, an hour and a half, you have no concept of what 30 minutes is. Yeah. So, like, I wind up building this terrible black-white deck. I just kind of had it laid out, and I was kind of considering it. And I was looking at it going, there's not really a finisher here. How do we add a finisher to this? And then they go... All right, two minutes left in deck construction. I was like, two minutes left in deck construction. I had not even looked at my registration sheet. 
I was just like, all right, this is the deck. And I just wrote it down real quick and handed the damn thing in. The doors are closed. I get to round one. I play against my opponent and he smashes me. It's not even close. It was just like the... Like, I had a deck that did nothing. And I looked at it. I mean, like, so, like, I didn't even realize that Soul Shift didn't work with Arcane cards. Because I was thinking of Nameless Inversion and I was yeah. shortcutting Arcane cards with Nameless Inversion. Yeah, that happened. So I had a deck basically built around that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sweet. Well, I can... I was like, I can Death Denied get back my Thief of Hope, and then when my Thief of Hope dies, I can get back my Death Denied. That's really what I thought. That's actually one of my... If it did work that way, it would be amazing. But it doesn't. So, uh, after round one, I had a lot of time to sit and think, and the one thing that I came to the conclusion of right away was that this deck was not an X2 deck. X2 is what you need to make day two. So I sat down, and I thought about it, and... I created a 17-card sideboard plan. Uh, I took out the cards that did nothing, like the entire Spirit Arcane sub-theme that literally did nothing in my deck, and I added a, I added a heavy green splash. Uh, it went down so it went so far as to like my white was then just a splash. So um, you know, I added some fixing. I added some green and uh, made basically like an Abzan tokens deck. And that went so much better. My plan was to steal game ones from people all day. If I could steal game one, it's great. If I stole game one, I pretty much knew I would win the match. Because then I would board into my real deck, game two. And they would be like trying to fight what they perceived to be a real deck. You know? They, they would be fighting what they thought was a real deck. While I'm just not... You know, while I'm playing something totally different that's actually a real deck. And yeah, so after round one, I went I went 6-0 after round one. Won my next six rounds. Um, I lost in round eight to a ridiculous, like, green, I guess it was green-black deck. Maybe it was, maybe it was Abzan. Yeah, Steven lost in the same deck. We had Creekwood Liege, Tarmogoyf, um, Ant Queen. I want to say he had Battle Grace Angel too, for Christ's sake. He had so much stuff. Uh, my favorite play on the day, though, I have to say, was my opponent had Noblesse of War, and I was able to plummet, and then I was able to puppeteer click and take it. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, so my deck wound up being a Abzan Tokens with, um, I can barely remember, honestly. I mean, I've got it you know, together. It, yeah. Several Bone Splinters. <laughs> My, no, my steel deck was like two nameless, was like nameless inversion, two bone splinters, two arrests, uh, oblivion ring, pillory of the sleepless. I mean, it was just like all the damn removal. It was so good. But just like all the support cards, game one did nothing. So uh, I was able to steal game one in rounds two, three, and unbelievably seven. <laughs> um... In round eight, I lost. Round nine, I won. Steven, you watched some of that. Yeah. Please stand clear. Thank you. Um, yes, and. 
I don't remember any of it though. <laughs> Something about pub, there was a puppeteer click and it did like 20 points of damage, I think. No. No? Well, what was he? He had a uh, mirror entity. Yeah, mirror entity and a Demir guild mage. And he started to activate the uh, the discard part of the, uh, the guild mage. And uh, Joe just carried a creature, and he's holding a plummet because basically the guy had two like unanswerable flyers in his deck. And instead of activating it for the last uh, discard the next turn, right? He, well, no, but at that point I held a Wayfarer's Bauble because he only had okay, one black yeah. mana. So, but he ended the turn he evolving wilds and he searched up another island. Yeah. And I was like, look, I mean, I didn't want to say nothing, but I was like, what is he doing? Oh my god, he could get both my cards right yeah, now. Yeah, he could have locked you out of the game. And. Um, and then he could have, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, I couldn't have taken him all the way down. If he would have maybe discard my last two cards, he would have had a way to stop my, uh... Or he, he had a flyer. What flyer did he have? Battle Grace Angel? Yeah, Battle Grace Angel and unknowns to you at the time, Niv-Mizzet. Right, oh, that's right. So Niv-Mizzet is the one he dropped. Yeah. I boarded in Plummet just for the Battle Grace Angel, because that's a tough one to beat. Yeah, he drops Niv-Mizzet, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be a problem. But I had the Plummet. Yeah, because he didn't make you discard. He didn't make me discard it. He only he didn't make me discard anything. He wanted to have, for some reason, he wanted to have Niv Mizzet with Mana League backup on turn like twenty. Twenty, yeah. Where I had like so much mana, he was like Mana League. I was like, pay it. Yeah. He was like, okay. I guess you win. Yeah. <laughs> that was sweet. Yeah, because I thought for sure you were just done. He's like, it looked like it. Because I was like, well, you just lock him out now. But sometimes you just gotta want it more. I'm not lying. I mean, you know, I mean, really, you you knew me, you saw me all day. Like, yeah. I was as fired up as I possibly could be. But yeah, essentially the puppeteer click of yours did, I don't know how much damage. A lot. I just swing it in for three a turn. Kept getting in. And then what's funny is that he actually tried to block it with a non-flyer at one point. Oh, wow. And I was like, dude, it flies. You can't do that. It doesn't look like it flies. It, it, like in the, in the card art, to be fair, it's just a scarecrow. You know which one does look like it flies? And I think I mistook it for flyer all day was uh, Moonlit Strider. Yeah. That looks like it flies. But, uh, but yeah, so then I made day two. That was awesome. Yeah. And uh, we celebrated at the... Uh, at the hotel restaurant. <laughs> Had some creme brulee. It's pretty sweet. And here's Joey Pasco. Hey, Joey Pasco. Hello. I sound a lot happier than I am right now. My uh, my flight got pushed back. Oh, great. Beautifully clear weather is apparently keeping the plane from, from flying. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Actually, well, it's only like 40 minutes. It's not that big. But no, that's good. It gives us time to be late <laughs> and to go get dinner. <laughs> well, get... I'm not getting dinner. Well, lunch, breakfast, <laughs> whatever getting, meal of the day it is. Breakfast now. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like, I was kind of like, crap, we're running way too far behind. Joey's not going to have time to eat with us. So you getting pushed back 40 minutes is the best news I've had all morning. That's not even that big of a deal either, but I paid for early bird check-in, and it's on my card, but they didn't give it to me, so I'm waiting for Southwest to call me back, which is fun. Huh. So, anyway, not fun material for podcasts. Well. I'm just pissed off. Yeah, that's 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 our Joey. Yeah, I'm always pissed off. Always mad. <laughs> and I'm the calming force. <laughs> And anyone who listens to this show yeah, knows how big of a lie I have told just now. I got you guys some cards. Yeah. I got you some oh, cards. Very nice. Here, guys. I gotta keep these for Katie. I got you some cards. <laughs> Katie wanted me to bring these back for her. Some magic cards. Yeah, there are there are uh, call girl 
for lack of a better term, or maybe for my censoring myself, <laughs> uh, for the term that I would say, maybe uh, in other situations. But um, this is going to feel a lot like Top 8 Magic. It is. That's what I said. It's like Top 8 Magic, but worse because we had this big loud, the monorail is yeah. now ending at this stop. Do they have any yeah, no-look... Yeah, do they have any no-look cro- street crosses in Top 8 Magic? Actually, we are. We're going this way. We're going this way. It's just like Top 8 Magic. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? I don't remember. I don't know, probably talking about magic before I interrupted you with my crap. Great. Uh, so... Um, so that was my day. Uh, now that I've got Joey here and we're walking and it's kind of hard to get all three of us uh, going at the same time in this particular situation, tell me about your weekend. Uh, it was pretty insane. <laughs> um, I was the Wizards photographer for the event. Not one of the Wizards photographers, but the Wizards photographer. So uh, I basically... I'd be in one part of the hall doing one thing, and someone would say, hey, we need you over here on the entire opposite end of the hall. And then I'd be doing that and be like, hey, where are you? And I'd be like, I'm over here. Oh, we need you here. So I was running back and forth uh, fairly constantly. Um, crushed the, the step count. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, somewhere around like 30,000 steps or something. Did they give you like days. any achievements on there or anything? Uh, like, not that I've noticed. You should probably be dead, unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be pretty funny. No, I, but you know, it was, it, was, it was definitely hectic, but it was also like a blast at the same time. It was kind of... There's uh, a couple of weddings at the... Yeah, I didn't, as well, wasn't I didn't expect to shoot weddings. Uh, <laughs> I... Uh, I got there and they said, "Hey, there's a couple people getting married uh, at at GP Vegas, so shoot it." <laughs> um, of course, I didn't have to like cover it like a wedding photographer entirely, but uh, but it was kind of funny that I'm like, "Hey, I, I didn't know I signed up to shoot a wedding, let alone two weddings." Um, but yeah, we we captured a f- couple of couples on I, I believe it was Thursday or Friday. I think it was Thursday. Uh, that decided to actually get married at the Grand Prix, which is pretty unique. So you're getting married in Vegas at a Magic tournament. Please tell me they got married by, like, a planeswalker. Uh, no, one was a very, uh, very classic Vegas, uh, efficient. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, some kind of a cross between Elvis and Wayne Newton, which, of course, is perfectly Vegas. Uh, yeah. And then the other was actually a magic judge. So Oh that's fantastic. That uh that was on theme. Totally. But yeah, it was insane, especially the top eight, uh, because we're running around trying to there's technically two tournaments, two Grand Prix and uh or two Grand Prix uh and and we needed shots of the players playing each other, so there's sixteen players, go around, shoot them quickly put the shots on the computer, edit them, you know, go through them, pick the good ones, send them off to the to Adam Staborski, who was kind of throwing them at the writers to include in their articles, and then run down and take shots during the semifinals. So, oh, I, that, I'm sure that was really a pleasant oh, no. noise. 
so the top eight was insane. Um, just trying to capture shots in time to get everybody while they were playing and then provide the shots to the writers and then run back down and take more shots of the, of the players and everything. So uh, I ended up not leaving the site until about 1.30 in the morning wow. uh, yesterday. Crazy. Uh, even though the top eight ended, we had to do all the wrap-up stuff. But it was really cool. Um, very different. Uh, what about the coolest well, shot you got to take all weekend? Oh, yeah, yeah. Me so, with the 17-card sideboard. Well, I thought it was you with the 8-pound burger. Well, that's cool, too. <laughs> I'm talking, actually, about the uh, the Avison. Yeah, so we, on, I guess it was Thursday. Oh, uh, change the room. Well, uh, anyway, I guess it was th- Thursday. And, and we um, from the bus. <laughs> serious. We were talking about trying to get some kind of iconic shot or something. Uh, Christine Sprangle had said that she would that she was going to be dressing up as Avison so they thought and you know she wanted to do that as kind of like her big costume of the weekend because she actually cosplayed as Eternal Witness Liliana and Soul Warden as well oh that's cool uh, so I saw she, the uh, I saw at least the uh, Eternal Witness yeah so she um, yeah she was Liliana yesterday Avison on Saturday um, and then on uh, Friday she was Eternal Witness and Thursday she was Soul Warden but um so we just wanted to get something. We wanted a cool shot of, of her as Avison. So I'm like, well, why don't we find the Welcome to Las Vegas sign and uh, have her there, like, right when it's golden hour, right? Right. Like, uh, right when it's sundown. Okay, I actually have to take this call because Southwest Airlines is calling me. <laughs> cool. So. I can briefly talk about my deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. Uh, yeah, so Stephen, uh, while Joey's taking his call with Southwest Airlines... Um, tell me a bit about your deck and how that oh, went. Here. We are. We go around. What? Oh, there's friends. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, much like Joe, I did not pay attention to time in terms of deck building. Um, all the pools I'd previously built were the five color specials, but this was like one of the few pools where that just was absolutely not correct. Yeah. Um, where like all the good cards were either double blue or double white. And there's kind of a small artifacts theme, but not enough for, like, the aggro deck. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. Um, yeah, we kind of stopped right away with yours. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, so go ahead and uh, continue your story. Okay, so now that we're uh, inside the restaurant, sorry for the interruption. but um, So the idea was, I'm like, why don't... They want to do something iconic with Avison. So I'm like, why don't we go to the Welcome to Las Vegas sign, which for those of you guys who haven't ever been to Vegas, it's not like right on the strip. Well, it's not exactly, it's not exactly close to where we were. But technically, I guess it's on the strip. Uh, it was about, you know, 15-minute cab ride. I think it was a 35-minute walk according to Google Maps. So we weren't going to walk. And Avison certainly wasn't going to walk. And I don't know if those wings actually work. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so we took a cab. We met up with them at 7 o'clock on Friday night. Uh, sundown was at 7.30. And the idea was to get her with that golden sunlight, uh, kind of either either hitting her from the front or what I was hoping was to get it from the back with, like, a big flare. And that's it worked out exactly the way I pictured it in my head, where you have her in her Avison pose with the backlighting. It's just super bright. And then you have the Welcome to Las Vegas sign on the side. So I... I couldn't have been happier with the way that turned out. I'm, like, really excited just because because it was kind of like an arranged shoot, which is unlike anything else for the weekend. 
most of the stuff, most of everything else we shot was, you know, spontaneous. There's, it's spontaneous, right? Here's, oh, look, this person's wearing a Chandra outfit, uh, you know, and look, there's Elvis walking through the convention center, let's get a shot of him, or, you know, these players look like they're having fun, let's shoot them. You know, very spontaneous, but um, this was something that we actually planned out and, and executed, and it came out well. I was in the cab on the way back editing the, the shot, like processing it and, you know, uh, giving it some punch and everything like that. It was a little more processed than my typical work when I shoot photos, but I'm like, it's Avison, <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, it, the the subject matter was appropriate. It's a fantasy, you know, magic is a fantasy card game, so I'm gonna make it look, you know, fantastic for <laughs> lack of a better term. Fantastical. You know? Fantastical. We'll go with that. That is a better term. Because fantastical is the wrong way to pronounce that. It absolutely is. Uh, so anyway, that was that was awesome. I love loved that experience of shooting that, and I'm, I love how it turned out. We actually had two different ones that we we went with, and so you've probably seen both. I think um, you know, there's one that is going around that's kind of like it's on the Magic Facebook page and on the like as the header, and I think the Twitter as the header. But there's um, there's another one where she's like looking down at the camera. That's uh, I think in in some of the articles. Um, I know uh, Adam and I worked on a photo essay for the end of the weekend late last night that just kind of touched on every little thing that happened, just kind of a summary of the weekend, and uh, it should be in there. So cool, yeah, and then y'all were doing some sort of, like, like quotes, I mean, because you took a picture of me. Oh, yeah, so here's the, the idea, the other idea, as some, uh, plenty of people pointed out, if you actually look on the social media, figured out exactly what we were going for, but uh, if... In case you're not aware of it, there's something called Humans of New York. It's like a Tumblr page, and it's just like a thing. It's a website where there's a, the the idea is that here's a photo of someone walking around New York and a quote from them. All right, and there's nothing else. There's no other context. Like uh, one the other day was a picture of two kids, and the quote underneath was "Sometimes he pinches me," and I was like, "That's great," you know. And it, it was that kind of thing. You know, kids obviously say the darndest things according to uh, you know popular culture um, but so that was the idea we're going for like a humans of New York style kind of thing where we'll, we'll talk to players and we'll just put a quote from the player underneath and so uh, you know the one of you was uh, here you know there's just a photo of you standing outside with your cards and uh, and the quote underneath is what uh, apparently I don't lose in the PM I lost my first match this morning and I've stolen everyone since I'm six and one and uh something about it. if you could delay day two by three hours that would be great you know something like that but the way that actually came about was Joe just came over to me and was talking to me and I happened to be next to Sean Gibbons who's the community manager for Wizards he's the guy I was walking around with a lot of the weekend he was getting the quotes and I was getting the photos uh, sometimes we were separate and he was just getting quotes and taking photos with his iPhone so you'll see a lot of iPhone photos uh, and then sometimes it was me, I was by myself and ran into people like Heather Lafferty or Chris Casby, who just was, uh, you know, on an episode about a month ago or so. Uh, and I just took the photo and got the quote from them myself. So, but anyway, oh, Sean, he was on there too. He oh, was that's great. He uh, so um, he uh, or so Sean was with me, and Joe just runs up and he's just like, you know, I'm I'm six and one, and you kind of said your quote right there. You were like, you know, I don't lose in the PM. So Sean's like, can I? Can I just quote you? He's like writing down in his notebook what you're saying, and uh, that's how that came about. But you were telling us about your 17 card sideboard, which I'm sure you've already discussed. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but that's kind of the thing we were doing, um, and a lot of pe- people loved it. Like, I didn't really see any criticism of it. Uh, actually, there's very little criticism at all that I've seen of any of the GP Vegas stuff, besides the fact that uh, Pascal Maynard took a foiled Tarmogoyf in the top eight. But, uh, you know, aside from that, as far as, like, the event itself and the way it was run and the, the way it was covered, um, it seems like generally positive feedback. I mean, I, like I said, I haven't seen anything negative, so it's 100% positive feedback, but I'm not looking at all of it. That was another thing. I couldn't stop to look at things like yeah oh yeah uh it was so hard to keep track and i was like trying to see i wanted to see which photos they were using because i was sending them stuff constantly just uh taking shots going to the computer emailing photos or putting them on a thumb drive and then i didn't know what was being used so i would have to look and discover it for myself to see what photos were being uh being put up um but yeah like adam staborski he was my direct uh i guess lead team lead and he he would like text me where are you or he would write it on facebook and so i was getting messages from various uh means and so sometimes i'm like i, I log into facebook and it's like here's a message from an hour ago from adam like I, i'm sorry i didn't see it like i wasn't looking at facebook uh, but anyway that's boring stuff well you know what you said about um people don't have any complaints about how the event was run. Um, as someone who was in the event, I definitely had... So I have... I, I, I Only part of the coverage I've seen are your photos. And you do amazing work. I mean, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Like, you do. You do, you do, you do great work. And uh, that's why they hired you. Um, you know, there are literally thousands of photographers out there photographers they've worked with before you never worked with them before this this so you know for them to instead of taking anyone they worked with previously and work with you who they never worked with before based solely on the quality of your work like I don't think that you need me to tell you that you do great work. You do great work. Thank you. um, But but that's the only part of the coverage I've seen. So I can't say anything good or bad about the rest of the coverage. Um, Now, I was, you know, on the ground level of the event and um, in some of the side events. And uh, a lot of the complaints that came, like, the side events were, I don't know if they got it together by the end of the weekend, but, like, I got sat for a side event. At about 12.30, 12.45, and I called Katie at 4, and I was talking to her, and I was like, she's like, oh, you're playing? I'm like, yeah, we're uh, starting round two in a little bit here. Like, round two hadn't started at 4 p.m., and that was a sealed event. I mean, like, that's like a lot of time between sitting down, and there were complaints that, like, there were drafts that would be, like they'd have eight people they'd all go sit down and then there were some drafts that sat for an hour and a half waiting to be run and like you know maybe it's just the size of the event and they they were overwhelmed but I think they should have been expecting how you know how many people would want to play inside events especially how many people would want to play for two buys the next day you know and and maybe maybe a system could have been in place that could run smoother maybe it's just Impossible, you know. I'm not going to completely fault the staff, but but it, it, it wasn't all perfect. It's a, oh, I'm sorry. I, I think it's at the beginning of the day, just when they have like the peak demand for the events. Because yeah. 
on Thursday I did a side event um, and it, it ran fine I think on Friday uh, was that the one that you did and then I came in later and tried to do it and I almost caught up with you somehow uh, I, it was just towards the end of the day that the wait times got shorter and shorter and shorter and I was actually able to track it on Sunday because you could see like the scheduled events like they have like a standard event uh, like five round Swiss or whatever and you could look at like the ones on uh, that started at like 9am or 10am and you could see like what round they're on and you know the implied amount of time it took between the start of the event and round one and two and then you can look at the ones that started at 11 and then by the time I got to like the 231 they're only like 15 minutes behind schedule um, so it started off like a, I think 45 minutes for the first one was how far behind they were then 30 minutes and then by the time it was 2.30 it was like uh, 10 or 15 minutes so I think it's just that like there's only so many people you could actually handle <laughs> at any one time and there's the most of them at the beginning of the day and yeah. so I, I don't know how you like maybe you just have like like a surge of judges in the morning <laughs> and then taper it off to like your normal level like towards the end of the day I don't know but that, that's so, just what I noticed I, I just I just wanted to clarify I was talking about the main event I, I did hear some of the criticisms about the side events being way late but I meant as far as the way the Grand Prix itself were covered like because there were two technically as we mentioned uh, that how it was covered and how it was run seemed good so it seemed like they, they did it pretty well so oh yeah that was very smooth yeah. Yeah, no, yeah I had no complaints about the main event and the online pairings were great <laughs> yeah online pairings were beautiful my only complaint and it's not even a complaint about the online pairings but the only thing I don't like about the online pairings is, is more to do with what I found out this weekend and that is when I'm playing in one of these events and this is what I, this is my plan going forward my phone goes off I turn my phone off because even like words of encouragement from people, people asking you for updates, you know, seeing how other people are doing, all of that, like social media, it's all such a distraction to me. And like every single person who says, go, you can do it, is like another level of pressure I feel on me to do well. And it, and it, and it actually does like mess, mess up my focus. I like, do the same thing. And, <laughs> I'm, and, like, kind of superstitious, and, like, I never respond to, like, the updates. Like, well, how's everyone doing? I'm like, I just don't ever. Yeah. Uh, that's, so, the only, that's the only thing I, I, I'm superstitious about is I don't, like, update anyone. Yeah, so I'm, so, so I'm not doing that anymore. So, like, when I show up to an event, and, like, this is something I talked to Katie about, you know? I was like, because, like, she, you know, I mean, your wife wants to be able to be in touch with you at any point. Absolutely, you know, yeah. she thinks, like, when I say, like, I want to turn this, you know, I want to just be, not be distracted. She thinks that it's, I don't want to be distracted from her. Thank you. I can't wear this. But, um. <laughs> That's a weird looking sweater. Uh, so, uh. So, 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 but yeah, but it has nothing to do with that. It's just like, every single thing is just another level of distraction. And I. So I'm just, when I start an event now, I'm just turning my phone off and I'm not turning it back on until the end of the event. Even if that means I have to use the pairings board, I think that's fine. You know, because like, the pairings board is annoying. I'd rather be able to use my phone. But when you turn your phone on, it's just like, things, 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 you know, and everyone's, you know, asking you for stuff. And I don't know. It, maybe I can figure out a way to customize it so I can turn my phone on and have just my uh, inner, uh, you know just my safari active 
you know, and everything else inactive, so I don't see any of that stuff. But we'll see. Do you realize five years ago right now we were at GPDC? I know you posted that photo that of, of the group of us and uh, me insisting that everyone do big arms. Yeah. Like Eddie Izzard, the Jesus photo, the Last Supper. Um, it was like the end of May. It wasn't like right now. It's June 1st today. Right, I, I don't right. think, but it was like apparently five years ago, which is so crazy. funny. Uh, all right, we're done eating, and uh, we're walking to a record store. Um, I just kind of we're gonna we're gonna probably pick this recording up in a little bit after we do a little uh, running around Vegas before we have to go to the thing. We'll probably finish this at the airport. Honestly. Oh yeah, I got nothing better to do. Yeah, so uh, we're on the plane itself. Um, people are gonna love that. People are gonna love us. Well, whatever. People talk on the airplane. Screw them. I don't care. So anyway. Um, I just wanted to wrap up with Joey so we could, you know, conclude with him. And then me and Tim, uh, me and Steven can pick up the... I uh, almost said me and Timmy. Yeah. Me and Steven can pick up the uh, the rest of this. Uh, so is there anything else you want to say about your uh, your weekend? Anything cool you want to talk about? Maybe you didn't get a chance to? Or do you just want to go home and go to sleep? Well, I definitely want to go home and go to sleep. But uh, actually, I want to go home and watch Game of Thrones and go to sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, shut I, up. Yeah, well, we haven't seen it either. <laughs> Did you see it? I don't know. No, you I got the spoilers, though. No, no, I have no spoilers. Oh. Other than it's supposed to be a really good episode. Yeah, oh, that's, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. I'm two episodes behind, so don't y'all say shit. Okay. No, like, uh, it was, like, a really exciting weekend. I guess it's it was ad- as advertised, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just this insane amount of people, and, uh, and it was overwhelming. Really, but I'm glad. I'm glad it's over in like a good way. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad I experienced it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, well, good. I'm glad you got to do it. I'm glad you got to, you know, have the experience as like the staff photographer at the biggest magic event in history. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, it think is. about it. I mean, like this is just so weird. You know, this is my 20th year playing the game, and this is just a cool way to celebrate. 20 years playing the game with you here and like you know we started off with this game kind of together um and like you know you started a little earlier than me so you've already hit 20 yeah you've already hit 20 years but like just to like go from like you teaching me the game to 20 years later you running the photography for wizards at the site and me you know making (laughs) one win away from the pro tour you know it's it's just it's just a crazy crazy journey so I'm glad you were here I'm glad that like because I was coming no matter what and you weren't right no I wasn't planning. and I'm so glad that like fates aligned and you got here you know because it was just a really cool thing like for you to be here when I uh when I had that result. I mean, that's the best result I've ever had. I got three oh, pro yeah. points. I got my first pro points. Right. I can't do anything with them because uh, three months from now is when the, the season for pro points resets. It resets in August. Uh, I'm only playing in one more GP. and 18 more. I think that's silver. So. No, it's 25. Oh, 25 oh, is oh. silver. Yeah. So, yeah. So like, There ain't no way I'm going to be able to do that. Not in three months. So, uh, you know. But it's just, it's just cool. It's just a cool experience to be here. Yeah, and Steven was here too, whatever. Uh, <laughs> nah, but 
Me and Steven making history, man. Me, Joe, me and Joey got history, but me and Steven, we're going to make history. That's what's up. So, um, hashtag. Hashtag. Make magic history. Make eating history. It sounds like they're saying do away with it, doesn't it? Make yeah. magic history. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to wipe you know, it out. How do you want to read that? So, Joey's been really great spending the weekend with you and stuff, and, uh, I hope you have a safe flight back and you're able to actually get back. Hope you're no, no further delays. Thank you. All right, so uh, we're at the airport. We're uh, waiting for our plane to get here and uh, we'll wrap this thing up so we don't have to do anything for the rest of the week, except for me editing, of course. Um, you have to do a lot of editing. So, uh, yeah, well, it won't be that bad. So, uh, Stephen, tell me about uh, your day. I'm pretty sure that's where we left off. Okay, yeah. So, I had one buy, and God willing, I'll have another for next year. Uh, yeah, we're waiting we, for those <laughs> points to come in. He could be off by, like, as little as one point. Yeah. Um, so, I came in, had the sleeping special, which is obviously, we discussed that before, uh, an excellent choice. And I was building my... I got my pool and kind of went into a mini panic attack because the five color wasn't there, which has been, like, of the sealed events I've done, like, the only archetype I've built so far. Like, I haven't had, like, a straight two-color build before. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rares were uh, two... What was it? Argent Sphinx? I don't know what those things are called. Two blue-blue. Four, three. Yeah. Yeah. And a Battle Grace Angel and then a whole bunch of Artifact get Cares guys like Mirror Smith and some other stuff. So I decided to build blue-white artifacts. Blue-white artifacts stick one of those three flyers? Yeah, essentially. Doesn't seem like a bad plan. No, but then I decided not to put in a whole bunch of... Like, I decided not to go all the way in. Like, I didn't want to put in the... Uh, I don't even remember the things. The seven drop that has affinity for artifacts. Right, Mirror Enforcer. Yeah, because that's just not a good card. Um, or it didn't feel like a good card. Or a reason to, like, have something in your deck like that. So it was like a halfway artifacts deck, which in retrospect was a total mistake. So I registered just like a blue-white flyer slash artifacts deck. Um, but that was totally incorrect, because I was playing Mirrorsmith and I was playing like uh, Fairy Mechanist and a bunch of other like, you know, Metalcraft Cares cards, like two Etch Champions. So I made like a sideboard plan where I sided into up to 15 artifacts from like the eight I was actually playing. Um, one note I would make... And I guess it doesn't really matter because I don't think anyone's playing this format ever again. Maybe, <laughs> After this maybe weekend, not. I don't know. Because uh, it goes back to like dragons, right? It does. The next GP, yeah, yeah which sucks. No, uh, the next GP. Well, oh, oh. You mean the next GP on schedule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back to dragons. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which is like, I mean, who cares at this point? But uh, Edge Champion, probably at his worst. Um, yeah, really. I noticed that too. Like, I had two of them, mm-hmm. and uh, it just doesn't matter. Everyone has like. Skyreach Manta. Skyreach Manta or Cathodian or whatever, and they just just block it. It gets blocked all day. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, So that's not like, you know, just because you're like, oh, I got got to play two extra rares because that didn't really do anything. It's just like a 2-2 for 3, which is not an amazing... uh, Now, now, against, like, green decks and stuff, it can block all day. That is true. And and it gets through all those stupid tokens. That's true. But I was playing the, like, Suicide Flyers plan where, like, if the game goes long, like, God forbid they drop, like, a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, Like, yeah. I'd be in trouble. Right. <laughs> like, plummet one of the flyers. And then I'm like, oh, well, I guess we're done here. Yeah. Um, 
So much like Modern Affinity, I had a very good game one, and then I had probably the easiest deck to sideboard against in the room because it's just DF plummet. Do you have artifact destruction? Well, then side it all in. So um, that's something that took me like a couple rounds to figure out that I need. Like I had two apostles blessings in the sideboard, and I just uh, need to bring those in every single yeah. uh, every single game just because they're gonna they're gonna have sideboard cards because plummet's a common. Um, was it Tarashi's Grasp? Yep, Tarashi's whatever. Uh, those are all common. Grasp. Sure, Gra- everybody was grasping my cards and throwing them in the graveyard. Uh, so yeah, I need to bring those in, and I thought my it was weird. So like, I had like a lot of stuff I was deciding in uh, in game two, but I still won all but one of my game ones. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it was very similar to like a modern affinity deck where you have a really good game one. Right, right. And then it goes downhill from there a little bit. If So, I ended up going 5-4. and four. Um, Like, two of my losses were, you know, typical, like, floods, whatever stuff. Uh, one of them was an absolute misplay where I think I was at 13 or 14 life, and they were swinging for, I want to say, like, 6. And I was like, I could have I blocked and probably still, like, you know, had a board state to win from from there. Yeah, but I was like trying to do the math and like all the different tricks. Like I was thinking like double brute force or something like that. Um, but no, they, didn't, they had yeah because they had a red green and a red green bounce land and two planes. And I didn't think of double sigil blessing, <laughs> and so I was not oh, conservative. No. I wasn't conservative enough, and uh, I just died on the spot to a game like I should have won. Jeez, <laughs> so man. I just I, I was a little too aggressive there. Um, well, that's how it goes. Uh, don't know what other lessons to draw from that. So much less eventful than Joe's uh, weekend. Um, if I'd probably just practiced a little bit more uh, to the point where I, like I actually felt comfortable building like non five color decks, because um, that was basically my plan. It was just like, well, I hope I open the five color deck because I'm very comfortable playing that. I'm very comfortable building that. Um, but I had the uh, blue white affinity deck, which is something I had not really practiced building or playing with. So uh, a little bit more preparation on that part would have helped. But sure. Overall, still had a lot of fun. Definitely. And hopefully got enough points for the buy next year. We'll see. Oh, my God. <laughs> so close, yeah. Fingers crossed. They still haven't posted the, the GP points yeah, yet. Because so. like, I still had to, like, look doing the math, still had to come back on Sunday to do a side event just to hopefully get there because I think I was 25 or 30 points short. Yeah. And so it says I got 40 points from the side event, but they haven't posted the main event points. So we'll see. I don't know. It'll be yeah. close. Yeah, and I needed to get 250 this weekend, and I know that I, uh, I know I got them, uh, and then some. Uh, so uh, went to day two, got to play in the drafts, and I had never drafted the format before, not once, not a single <laughs> time. Uh, but I read a bunch of articles. Um, I read actually, it was a, really a lot of the stuff from Channel Fireball. Like mm-hmm. they had a lot of like pick order articles and I things noticed, like that. I noticed that they were doing that stuff, and like the other sites and were kind of Star like, City Games. Like they're like, not, no, what, what are you talking they about? They had one. They had the Ultimate Modern Masters 2015 guide on Friday on Premium. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't even see that. Yeah, they did. Try to get them dollars, but um. Uh, yeah, but I, I read a couple of those articles, and they were pretty helpful, uh, and just kind of general strategies for the thing. And uh, so in my first draft, um, I pack one, picked one, a nameless inversion, and uh, that was a solid pick. I can't remember what I packed, but I picked pack, uh, or pick two or whatever, but uh, about four packs 
picks in, I got past to scatter the seeds. And I was like, okay, all right, here we go. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's definitely open. So, and then I, I think like the next pack, there was like a blood throne vampire. And I was like, yep, want that. And basically just built uh, green black uh, tokens with like three total scatter the seeds three Bloodthorn Vampires in the deck. I drafted four, <laughs> which was a little excessive. Um, but I did find myself needing them. I never actually boarded in the fourth, but I always felt like I felt like three almost wasn't enough when I needed that. Like, you know, I wanted to see it. Three was fine, though. Um, three Bone Splinters. Oh, okay. Um, no, that, that's definitely like an incentive to be in the green-black tokens deck specifically. Yeah, well, I kept drafting them after I decided to be in the green-black tokens. Um, Nest Invader, uh, a couple of the big things like the Root Canal, two Root Canal Eye, uh, two Kavu Predator, I think is what it's called, or something like that. Um, just, you know, it was pretty decent. Uh, and I wound up, uh, wound up going 2 1 in the first draft. Uh, I lost in the final to a deck with just, uh, it was like an, it was an affinity deck with just way too many artifacts. For me to keep, or way too many flyers for me to keep up with, and he just kept chaining fairy mechanists, and um, I can't remember there was something else too. Like, because I, I think I, oh yeah, I dealt with a mechanist. I kept seeing mechanist, mechanist game one, and then I like had the plummet, and I took out the mechanist, and then I saw a Argent Sphinx. And I was like, oh, there was, there was my, Sweet. that was my plummet. That's good. So anyway, uh, those that does remind me of the uh, when it came together when I had like a critical mass of artifacts, like having the Edge Champion on the ground plus Argent Sphinx yeah. in the sky was like you almost turns like a control deck because you can like block anything essentially. Yeah, you can block all the colored guys on the ground. You can block anything in the air because you can just blink it. Right. Um. So that was really that, that, that card is actually really good because I I thought the metal craft on that was like just throwaway text. No way. <laughs> it's absolutely not at all. Not, yeah. not at all. It makes it virtually indestructible. Yeah, it's really good. So then uh, in my second draft, uh, I drafted. A <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We're laughing at uh, Sean McLaren's uh, top eight profile pic. And the tweet. <laughs> yeah, he, he tweets, please don't Photoshop inappropriate objects into my top eight profile pic. It's just me playing a pan flute. That's funny. So good. People did Photoshop stuff, though. Did they? Look at that. <laughs> also, someone Photoshopped a pan flute in there. <laughs> Which I like a lot. <laughs> That's really well done too. Yeah, and it's clear that he knows what he's doing on the pan flute as well. Yeah, just from his from his positioning, his hand positioning. Um, he knows how to work that. Pan he really flute. knows how to work a pan flute, no doubt. Um, so his mouth and hands know their way around a pan flute. So. In round in the second draft, so I two won the first draft. Um, in the second draft, what did I? Oh, I pack one picked on a spectral procession, which is just yeah. obvious. I mean, that's a great pick. Um, you just like tokens. And then it's I think I picked. I think well, I was I wasn't really. Con- I, I wasn't already like like talked into an archetype or anything. Uh, I just you know you got to play. I mean you got to pick that. You can play it for six. Mm-hmm. You can play it you know for six colors. It's still good. Yeah, it's not a bad deal. Um, but I think I paid four for it every time. I don't think I ever had triple white. But I saw that. That's basically <laughs> what it costs. Um, you know that going in. Uh, I think I like picked two, like something weird, like a first lightning or something, you know, something decent. Um, I would take in the full tarmacoid. 
But uh, I started getting past, like, I don't know. I, I, so I, I was a little confused in the second draft. I wasn't sure how it would turn out. Because I started grabbing a couple green cards and then, like, um, even uh, even pick pack two, pick one, foil Apocalypse Hydra. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, maybe I'll splash green for it. And then I was like, maybe I'm in green. And I wasn't really sure. But then, like, I got a Spike Shot Elder. Like, it wheeled to me. And I was like, hmm. okay. And then, like, well, I, I, oh, I did grab the Double Strike Flyer, uh, the 1-1 Double Strike Flyer. I grabbed that fairly early because it's just, I already had a Spectral Procession. And it's yeah. just really good on its own. It didn't really need to have the full deck. But then, like, you know, I saw the Boros Swift Blade, and then I saw a Sun Forger, and a second Spectral Procession, uh, a couple Sun Lances, a, a couple more bur- <laughs> yeah. Burst Lightnings, and I was just like, you know what? Okay. Those are signals. It wasn't the, it wasn't the deck I wanted, you know, but it was the deck I deserved. And, um, and, and I actually got a second Spike Shot Elder, which is hilarious. Um... And so what was I, the most you've, like, uh, pinged for with that guy? Six. Nice. Um, yeah, six is definitely it. And uh, most of the time I didn't ping for anything. Mm-hmm. I think the only, the only times I ever did it was, like, six. It really got in there. And, uh, yeah, three of the second draft. That's um, crazy. Ridiculous. So 5-1 on day two of a GP. Finished 43rd, which is 36 points is three points shy of getting a... Uh, a pro tour invite, which kind of sucks, uh-huh. but uh, that's okay. We'll get the we'll get we'll get it in uh, in Dallas. Sure. Right. So you got two pro points though, or three? Three. I got three. Yeah, nice. It's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty wild. But uh, but yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was a great day. Three hundred bucks mm-hmm. coming in the mail eventually. Uh, they have changed that system though, so now you'll be able to have stuff like direct deposited to you. I think. They have some sort of uh, system that they're they're starting. Uh, I think starting like with the next GP, which is unfortunate, but whatever. Not, I mean, like side events we played in the other days. Not much to talk about, you know. Like didn't do very well. And I tried to play in one trial on the uh, day before the event, and uh, one. I, did all right in I, I had a, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You did good in modern. Yeah, I did three one in modern, and then uh, drew in the last round just because like the cutoff for like the, the prize tickets or whatever was like so steep. Uh, so if you went 3-2, they gave you 20. But if you went 3-1-1, they gave you 190. So obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, all right. So obvious you draw there. Yeah, absolutely. That's silly. Yeah, I know. So hopefully I secured secured the the, the, the plant soccer points I need for the buys next year. Yeah. We'll uh, see. It's going to be brutal. Yeah, uh, God. Pressure is too much. <laughs> but, yeah, so a couple other things just uh, that we did that were pretty fun. Um, on Thursday night, the first night we were in town, uh, I needed to do an eating challenge. So I went to, went to the pub at the Monte Carlo and I attempted the eight pound burger challenge, uh, which is a, you have to eat an eight pound burger in 45 minutes. Uh, if you don't, it's 29 bucks, which actually isn't a terrible price for shop around for a burger. Go to McDonald's, try to get eight pounds of burger for $29. Yeah. You're not going to do it. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, uh, did not do it. I got about a third of the way through and then, uh, I'd say two fifths, uh, two fifths. You think? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, but then I looked at it and I was like, I could force more of this and still not make it. 
or I could just quit now and like not feel bad and just you know call it a loss which I did and it was fine and uh and then which was funny because Steven was like you want a piece of pizza I was like yeah I'll have some pizza <laughs> I, had, I was eating some pizza like over my burger which is pretty funny um Friday night was the uh, Puka Trade party. That was fun. That was uh, fun. Stephen got really drunk and uh, started telling us stories about how uh, he should have been an Olympic speedwalker. Well, that was my goal. It was his goal. And then he also told us about how he would do the triple jump, and he was good at triple jump because he was able to follow the rules and call everyone else out that didn't and get them disqualified so that he could... Uh, do well. So why don't you do that in magic? Well, it's a <laughs> why. Why it obviously worked. Oh no, I do that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I'm feeling, I don't know. It just depends. Like if I'm in the mood for it. Like, yeah. um, like uh, I kind of was on on uh, the main event. Like at least for the first round where there's like a narcolepsy. Yeah. And I was doing the whole you know go draw step. You oh know? yeah. Well, you know what's awesome is like pillory uh, of the sleepless. Mm-hmm. Um. It gives their the creature. Their the creature has yeah. the has the uh, trigger, and then, then it's their trigger to remember. I actually got an, a warning from my opponent for missing the trigger on his uh, on the pillory that I cast on his creature. Did you call the judge? Yeah, I called the judge. Nice. Of course, I called the judge. Um, and I also got a, another opponent a warning for uh, split sleeves mm. um, because it was like marked cards, but there was no pattern. Like he had a couple split sleeves when I was trying to shuffle his deck. I was like, these are split. I was like. I was like, you want to here? You need to resleeve these. So I put them to him, and while he was grabbing his sleeves, I started like just feeling the same corner. And I pulled out all. It was like half his deck. I was like, I probably need to call a judge. So I called the judge and I handed him the the split half. I was like, these are split, and these aren't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. two piles, so he could see them, and if there was a pattern, he would know. You know, uh, but there was no pattern. I didn't. I didn't expect there to be a pattern, but yeah. it's one of those things where it's like you definitely don't want someone to get to be able to get away with that if there is. And and and. On the triple jump, I wasn't just, like, rules-lowering people at the meet or anything like that. It was simply that I was a mediocre long jumper, like, probably the ninth or tenth best, but of no one, like, cared to do, because the triple jump is weird. You have to jump and then land on the same leg and then jump and then jump on your opposite leg. And people just didn't feel like doing that, because there's an increased chance of injury. And it's just, you know, it's just a specific method you have to follow. And so of the people that cared to do triple jump... I was the fourth or fifth best, and therefore I could get to go to the meets and stuff like that. <laughs> so that was my end. I had to find technicality. <laughs> Can't get there on my own merits. <laughs> well, good. And, uh, yeah, I guess that goes for me with Magic the Gathering, too. <laughs> no, um, no I'm, I'm really happy with the result, man. I think it's just great. Like, um, I'm just excited. I mean, it's... It, it's a huge event, and to finish that high, like, just feels good. I mean, like, I could always look at it like, oh, I didn't get enough points to make the Pro Tour, but uh, 43rd with the with the start I had, you know, yeah. like, with the deck I had, it was so bad. Like, I shouldn't, like, if I didn't come up with that plan real quick, if I didn't just think and come up with that and do it, like, I would have never made day two. So mm. it was kind of cool. Um Ate a bunch of food at Lotus of Siam. Oh man, Lotus of Siam, so that was good, ridiculously good. We had so much we had Chilean sea bass, and and uh, this morning <laughs> I had salmon crochet. <laughs> oh god! 
That's how it was spelled on the menu. That is actually how it was spelled. They spelled it correctly on the receipt. So croquette is actually not spelled the it's way that... It's like C-R-O-Q-U-E-T-T. Okay, so there you go. So I yeah. was just reading the menu. I didn't know what it was, but it was salmon croquette at this uh, soul food place. And uh, they literally had crochet written on there. That, I, I pronounced it how they said it written there. Yeah. And they laughed at me, and I was like, all right, all right, fine. But it was great seeing Joey, and uh, great getting to play and spend time in Vegas Glad to go home, and uh, this is important. We will not be doing any shows for the next three weeks. We're taking a couple weeks off to regroup and and just take the time off. Enjoy, Stephen. You're going to the NBA draft. You're mm-hmm. going to Toronto for whatever ungodly reason. Um, it's colder to eat circular bacon, um, which you know I'll never forgive you, but it's okay. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so then we'll be back uh, probably you know first week of July. Stephen probably won't, so I'll be joined by somebody mm-hmm. first week of July uh, or in, until Stephen gets back, and then uh, I'll be going back to you know the weekly thing. But uh, we're uh, oh happy to. I'm glad to have. I feel like we've closed a chapter, and it feels good to be done with it and to just take a little break and. You know, do a bunch of drugs, other stuff that children should emulate. No, no, not no, no. Oh, never mind. No, we're not going to do that. Okay, I mean, I'm not. I believe you. Good. I believe you. I totally believe you. It's going to be great not doing those drugs. (laughs) It's going to be fantastic. All right. (laughs) <laughs> we're obviously very tired it's been a long weekend uh but we're gonna get in our, we're gonna get boarded on our plane in a minute here so uh that's all we have for this sky month draft sky draft sky draft that's all we have for this week uh until next month we are umtg taps stop itching start brewing and sky draft with self-defense, leg swipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing dynamite. Now they get caught up in a hype for being so tight. Sag with your jeans was hella mean mug, right? Strike, and what they can't combine. Leroy Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip-hop, you rep vaguely. I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintain the quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding it. I've lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with the pursuit music. Yo MTG Taps is available every bloody Friday forever on legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us, yomtgtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yomtgtaps. Follow me on Twitter at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Steven on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>